0: love it i and really I,
1: love I, it I, and I, there's still more like yeah. they, they really it was a real
0: shout out to the genre yeah you Just know the genre. yeah all the milestones they've
2: and, always done that in the books it's you know i think yeah. i told you guys that the, the there's a ship you know in that's in canon that's the mark Watney. all oh, right um
1: right and four, they did four aliens characters hudson yeah. hicks
0: vasquez and ripley well, we, I, I, Thanks, I, nerds. I listened a little bit to Ty and that guy and, and Ty is like, aliens. <laughs> like like half what he talks about is, I love aliens, is like half the conversation. It's wonderful. <laughs> Welcome to That Episode Was. We are Popsignal. Today's episode of That Episode Was will be a deep dive into The Expanse, Season 6, Episode 6, Babylon's Ashes. The Expanse is a series created by Mark Fergus and Hawk Ospie and run by Nareen Shankar. It's based on the book series of the same name written by James S.A. Corey, a pen name for writing team Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who also work on the show. This episode was written by Nareen Shankar, Daniel Abraham, and Ty Frank, and directed by Breck Eisner. Nicely done, everybody. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Um, (laughs) this is, uh, uh, this is my team. This is my Rossi team right here. I'm going to introduce you all to, uh, if you haven't been listening, which you should, we should go back and listen to all the episodes of that episode was, um, I'm Philip. I, uh, uh, I sort of edit these things together later on and I'm a writer and a performer and some other things. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. You guys give me so much great content. I don't, I, I have, to, don't have to do much of anything these days. Um, and
3: <laughs> it's itself.
0: It does. Um, and that, the one who you have, uh, the one who you hear there is Kelly Sue. Uh, she herself is a writer and has a quick wit. Um, <laughs> hi, Kelly Sue. Uh, she wrote, she writes Hex 11, um, a comic book yeah. that Lisa K. Weber uh, uh, does the art for. Hi, Lisa K. Weber. Hello. Uh, ha ha. We've got <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Justin Penniston is here. Hi, Justin. How are you? Hi, Philip. He's wearing a Ghostbuster oh. shirt. We ain't afraid of no ghosts around here. Um, he is the writer of Hunter Black comic, uh, the comic book, the, uh, web, the web comic book. Um, and he's writing, working on Sonic Prime uh, to be released on Netflix.
1: I am actually no longer working on Sonic Prime. We are done. Oh, nice. Look you at that. You finished it. Look at yeah, that. We finished we to go, Justin. Season. Congrats. Or at congrats. least, I, I don't know if the th- season's completely done, but I am done. Yeah, I, 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 you Your know,
4: part is complete. My
1: final episode has been written and nice. turned in. Yes. Nice work, congrats. Justin.
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Tell good. that to my
0: fri- suddenly frightened bank account. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we've got uh, Claire Thorne here, uh, who is the, who's a cross-stitcher journeys yes. into pace space pace, pace? I, thought I, I thought i was gonna get it right and i just fumbled <laughs> a word uh yeah. yeah
4: journeys into lee pace
0: yeah right <laughs> no. it's, a, oh. it's a whole cross-stitch book about that's lee pace. the next book different emotions Spin <laughs> off the Brilliant. Emotions.
2: thank you philip yes you're welcome
1: journey's into pace and you have lee pace on the cover looking back coquettishly i
2: love it it's all it's all cross-stitch done fanfic uh art of lee
4: pace
3: (laughs) yes please
4: yes i'm here for it
1: lee pace as thranduil lee pace as the pie maker (laughs)
0: lee pace as ronan oh ronan Oh, yeah you'd no, have to you'd Ronan. have to do a Ronan one I can't one. do yeah. Ronan you I would Claire, have to do a Ronan Claire, you need one to know Sorry, who is, I'll
1: tell you later oh shut the
2: f up Jane <laughs> oh, I'm not talking I'm not talking to Justin so this might be a little bit of a difficult
0: episode <laughs> podcast some
2: shit that's went what down did it so no that well that's just yeah <laughs> Some shit went down people uh, lat- late last night. And that makes it sound worse than it, it is. But my husband basically, I, I might have made a mistake pre- saying someone's name and oh, in the Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings. And my husband found it necessary to immediately text Justin Penniston and tell oh. him about this. Oh, wow, oh, Chris. At, which, <sighs> at which point Justin revoked my seat on the ship the undying land and i'm still (laughs) i'm still a little salty about it oh wow wow
3: listen what i've learned in my lifetime is that if you fuck up with the lord of the rings people you just bought yourself a knife fight in a back alley (laughs) because that crew will straight dress you down yeah (laughs) yep
0: well Well, yeah Anything anyway. that Justin says, we will we will then pass on to you what he says. So you don't have Thank to directly interact with him. So, can you please, please tell Justin overwhelm. that I like his shirt? This
3: morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> then. Claire wanted me to tell you that she likes your shirt today. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Good.
0: So, have fun Great. with this podcast, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah, we're actually going to go into spoiler territory here. If, if you haven't seen any of the expanse at this point, I mean, this is the final episode of. Of the show uh, until I mean they've laid enough hints now over the last few days that it's not the final thing they're doing with the series or the story, but uh, at least of this Amazon Prime slash this sci-fi run. Is over. Yes, this, this series, series is over yeah, and this series over. And it's, is done. Yes, and it sounds like they're going to hoping to take it somewhere else if they haven't already got a plan for that. So uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, watch the episode, then come back because uh, this is the most refined. Uh, oh, go ahead, Justin. You're about to. Chuckle and say uh, you
1: just said watch this
0: episode and come back i said watch the series yeah watch the series. <laughs> well, yeah yeah if you haven't seen the series um this is like the most refined series of television i've seen like it's so streamlined it's like a 2 hour movie in 65 minutes it's insane yeah. how streamlined this episode is uh perfectly constructed um and normally we have like questions and uh, this I'm, we're just i think we're just going to jump from one kind of story because it's so well structured it's kind of like you got the build-up right where they spend like the first 20 to 30 minutes just kind of on that build-up and then you got the the drummer stuff and then you got the Rossi stuff and then you have the kind of the final face-off and and the wrap-up um, so we're just going to jump through the episode like that I think and I don't have any cool. specific questions other than that we're going to talk about this because uh, you guys have lived with this show and these characters a lot longer than I have um you know I, I just came into this last year during the pandemic these four were like we're gonna do this philip and you're gonna love it and i was like okay <laughs> uh and i do and it's been wonderful uh, uh but uh, these characters aren't as tattooed on my heart maybe and, and i love them you know what i mean but they just haven't had as much time to marinate with me as with you so i'm i really want to hear what you guys have to say about this final episode because final episodes are important i think. Um, so this uh, this the first say half hour of this episode the kind of the build up um, to the action uh, there is um, I, I think one of the centerpieces of this and it's really smart I think that the the writers know how important this is to the series is the dinner scene where they all sit around and they have a, a homemade meal. Um, and I'm wondering, like, like let's talk about kind of the the idea, I guess, of of, of family and the idea of like what this uh, this means to you guys, um, like the show and, and these characters and seeing them gather again, uh, kind of like this, and 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 not just uh, the team of Rossi, but I mean, we've got drummer back in the circle in the loop again, and, and like all everybody's kind of coming back together to play their parts. Um, uh, yeah, Kelly Sue, go ahead and, and jump in and. Ooh. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, well, I even though i I'm so I was familiar with the series before we started watching mm-hmm. as a team, um, I don't have the experience of having read the books, so that kind of sets me apart from my compatriots here. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was watching, specifically the dinner scene really struck out to me. Stuck out to me um, because I was amazed at how there's a shot of them having dinner together, but there's not really dialogue. And what you can see is everyone's character and how the, their characters sort of blend together. You know, um, Naomi and Holden are kind of being lovey-dovey and everybody's sort of having this moment. And then there's Bobby Draper. And she's like, I'm just fucking eating because I'm starving <laughs> right like she's just sitting there eating food well the rest of the Rossi is kind of like well chummy chum chum you know um and she's like yeah no I'm eating because I'm super hungry right now and we're going into battle and you know it was like I really got a sense of this is this new sort of congealed family on the Rossi now um and to, to, to speak into that a little more, I was also happy that they mentioned, I can't remember the exact moment of course now, but they mentioned Alex in this episode. Um, and I was just happy that his name was spoken into this and that, you know, again, they just, I don't know how they do it, they're magic makers, but um, his presence was felt so much to me in this, in this season and also in this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, even down to, um, you know, Holden saying, this isn't the Razorback to Bobby as she's, you know, as she's take kind of manning the Rossi. So, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer the question you it, asked? It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Is> that, <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I love the detail of
4: like that you pointed out about like how like Bobby's attitude coming to that table. Yeah. Um, cause it's so like, it's one of those like really hitting you over the head moments where it's like yeah exactly it's like this is almost a total repeat of some previous scenes featuring Alex and how he would cook for everybody Mm -hmm. um and that like no matter what kind of disagreements were going on they would all kind of like meet and make amends over this meal um and so I kind of like that you know while everyone else is like really like reaching for this like you know it's about family like (laughs) dynamic (laughs) (laughs) Um, that um, Bobby's over there being practical as ever because that's who she is and she's always existed like a little bit as like a satellite around the Rossi and um, so the fact that she kind of comes in with that energy is true to her character and it's true to the story and it's just really well realized all in that scene and it's very I mean I say it hits you over the head with it but like in a good way it's like you know it was warm feelings and good stuff so
1: (laughs) and i think you know it was something that had to happen in a very particular way i mean Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh lisa you're absolutely right Uh, and you know kind of linking i'm gonna be the next link in the chain from what kelly sue started with bobby in Mm. that i mean that that is a very that is pure character being executed because not only is she super practical and she's a marine but Mm. this is also how she interacts with family because she mm-hmm. was sort of orbiting on the outside of her own family, you know, mm-hmm. as we saw on Mars, she's not super close to them. She's not yeah. lovey-dovey. She's not touchy-feely with her familial feelings. Um, but this scene could not have come together if they had not um, first resolved the uh, Naomi's feelings about Clarissa which popped up in the very first episode of the season, you know, and, you know, like they didn't do a whole lot of, now let's have a whole lot of Naomi Clarissa conflict to, you know, they just let us know naturally, this is how she would feel, you know, Um, they gave Clarissa a moment when it was undeniable that she was ready to be a part of this team, if not family, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then, in a very character driven way Naomi is like I can't deny her what I want for Philip you mm-hmm. know and it's so like none of this had to be in the books you know what I mean because there wasn't the specter of Alex and loss over it you know and mm-hmm. I just thought it was super elegantly handled you know um So, this family dinner, which echoes previous family dinners in different points in the show, was totally earned. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a, you know, this is how we say this is done now. You know, it Mm -hmm. was a real, like, it was the end of an arc. And I thought that was really impressive. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Claire?
2: The Rosinante has always been like the center. Of the story for me, and it's that's not a profound statement, right? Like that's the intention of the book, but it's so well done, and it's so it it resonates so much for me, um, that you know the really stressful parts of reading the books and watching the show have always been when people are away from the Rosinante, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, the peak anxiety for me in the entire story, no matter what is, is when the group is separated and, and they're, and they're not there on the Rosinante. And it just feels like such a a, another character in the story to me that it's, it's kind of hard to, like you can't envision any of these people going on and doing anything else or being anywhere else. It would just be out of order in the universe and, and wrong. Um, and I think it's because it's, this isn't a static group and the Rocinante is not a a haven for just select people. It's, it's a symbol of you know, like refuge and, it, you know, when Miller has some moments on the Rocinante where he understands what the family is. And I think he gives himself a brief period of time to be able to be in that family. Like he's given that, that dinner moment as well. Right. And again, he's not like, we don't, he's not ever going to be able to be there all the time. Like the rest of these people that we love, but he he's given what he needs in the time that he needs it in this place. And I think that's just one of those, it's the symbol of like inclusion and acknowledgement that families are, families are just very, very different things to different people. And people can come in and out of the Rocinante sphere and take from it and give to it what they need and not, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. nobody's ever walked on board the Rosanante and the rest of the group like looked at them and said, you, we won't let you be here. Even, even to, um, what's his name from, um, Illus, the bad dude there. Um, Kelly Sue, please help me. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) On you know in the books when after yeah. you know that guy you know the yeah bad that guy, guy. <laughs> they, you know oh, they, they season tra- four bad guy you know him. yeah and they tra- they transport him <laughs> back to earth and you know they that keep guy, him too. more or less under lock and key but it's I don't know maybe that's stretching the analogy too far but it just in my head it feels like the Rosanante is just. This huh. this symbol of family in whatever configuration you want to make it. And yeah. because it's so well done, it, it it's its sphere of influence is just so broad in this
4: world. Yeah, I'm
2: rambling. Now.
3: Yeah, no, that's okay. that's well, I you're not so. well, well, and I mean it kind of yeah.
4: it kind of goes back to like you know when. Uh, Bobby was talking about the Rossinante. Was it with Amos? And they were talking about, you know, Alex used to say that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Rossi like chose its people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, that it's that it's like the Rossi is a character in and of itself. That it it almost has its own agency. And I mean, again, it was another kind of aspect of like bringing Alex, bringing like the specter of Alex back in, in a way that reminds us all that he was the heart of the family. Like he brought, he kept the family Mm -hmm. together and it's almost like Alex, is the Rossinante, and, and the Rossinante is Alex in that way.
0: Yeah, and wow. I
2: love, I love that they gave Clarissa the moment of making this meal, and yeah. because she is, she's doing what Naomi accused her of in the first episode, which exactly. she was not doing, but now uh-huh. she is able to, because the whole point wasn't about ever about Clarissa taking, stepping into Alex's footsteps. The point uh-huh. was about Naomi's where she was in her grief over alex and mm-hmm. the show let naomi resolve that in the way that any person grieving should be allowed to resolve that through time and and space and you know just being allowed to act badly for a brief moment while you you know just just be yeah. human
0: yeah um well the you know we're, we'll we we'll come back around to the rossi again in a little bit um because we're, we're talking about family and there's a with, with drummer there's a really specific shot where she's getting suited up ready to go to battle and she looks over and there is her her bed for you know two or more people and it's perfectly made it's not slept in um it's empty <laughs> like like it's uh, her family is it's her you know she's the she's manning the guns by herself essentially right now um as far as the family goes uh so i want to move on now and talk about uh drummer's part of this battle and you know we also have that great star wars like scene where they're kind of mapping out you know how they're going to attack the death star which is wonderful um uh love it all uh
2: did you all but, did you all catch i'm sorry i felt a bit, yeah. i just this is a hot take did you all catch when they were Calling in the names of people like, oh, Yeah, we're oh, yeah. ready to go. We're ready to go. Did you catch all the oh, yeah. alien There's like references? Vasquez,
0: there's Ripley, mm-hmm. there's and yeah. other things. There's, uh, there's Deckard Ripley, yeah. is on the, the screen. Rick Deckard's on the screen. Are you of, kidding? There are literally yeah. like
1: 20, uh, 20 yeah. sci fi references. <laughs> yeah. Will, Will oh, yeah. Riker, Will yeah. Riker, <laughs> Riker's Riker. on there. Yeah. 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 Duncan Idaho is on yeah. there. Um, <laughs> yep. What's wow. What's his name? I forget. Alex. Something from... The Damn Last Starfighter is on there. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. There's oh, like, t- wow. like tons of references. I found, a li- yeah.
1: I found a list of all the characters. It's yeah. really
0: wild. It's pretty
3: fun. I, I do I appreciate the, that I it's... think the, uh, the people that make this show are like really into sci-fi. You think so? Yeah, you think? <laughs> you yeah? think? Possibly. Maybe a little bit. They, they, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe they so. have so. some One experience in the genre. Fiction <laughs> movies I, I, I think it would have been- possibly. I think it would
0: have been funny if they had pulled like uh, sitcom names like Alex P. Keaton and stuff like that. Just random. George Costanza. Yeah, yeah, Costanza. I do appreciate that it
2: was it was blatant enough to be. They made it blatant enough that it was very clear that they were saying, "Hey, we're know. just like you. Yeah, <laughs> we're fans. Well, yeah, but, but thank you to all of these things that have influenced. Yeah,
0: yeah and inspired us, Yeah, and apparently it was yeah. all the the digital effects team that was there doing. Mm -hmm. um on the show and good work digital effects team on this show because we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get to we're gonna get to this stuff in a little bit here uh that mind-boggling work Um, right um it's speaking (laughs) of heroes like there are so many acts of heroism in this show and you know as we go through we can kind of talk about some of that as well because everybody gets a moment in this show Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not always in the middle of the action um but let's talk about drummer right now uh uh and her uh <laughs> probably not realizing she was gonna go up toe to toe against marco um uh uh yeah drummer guys and, and her place right now in this story as she goes in the battle um,
4: I kind of uh, liked what you were saying about like you know, I mean I noted as well her you know i mean the show wanted us to note obviously right. her right. looking at the empty beds um before. Yeah. Um, going into this battle sequence and it's funny. Cause it's like, you know, she's ready to like, you know, do the martyr thing and sacrifice herself in this final act because she's, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm sure that's aided by the fact that she's like, well, I've got nothing to lose. Right. right. Um, and I kind of liked how that, I mean, obviously I liked that she got to live <laughs> because I'm a man of her character, yes. yeah. but also yeah. the fact that it's like, her kind of, you know, ally here was like, no, I'm too late. I'm doing it Um, was almost like, I felt like it was almost this message from this Ratna of hers saying it's not over for you. You know, you, you actually like, there's more for you to lose than there is for me to lose. So I'm going to do this. And I kind of liked that maybe messaging In that moment, there um, for her to be like, "Oh wait, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can't forge go back and
2: forward here. Yeah, go back and compare Mm -hmm. that to the scene with um, David Strathern's character in you know during the 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 you know crisis on Medina when she sacrifices herself to get him out of the the -hmm. heavy machinery." Mm-hmm. Um, to go, you, you know, she's ready to do it. You know, she's capable of doing yeah.
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it gave me all the feels <laughs> when he was like, Nope, I'm on it. And I'm like, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. One of many thobs. <laughs> and for a character episode, you don't we
2: haven't really you know we don't really know that much about him that we character made him such an
4: impression in like the three so scenes he was in that I um, <laughs> yeah I yeah I, I felt it I felt his loss yeah. even though Same. I only knew him for three scenes that I was guy like, had he was a so lot fucking great well he <laughs> was given
1: some really great dialogue yeah well yeah uh, but he was also like he had a real presence mm-hmm. and I did enough background reading to know that the actor playing him um was an actor that they had been trying to get on the show for for a long time Mm. and i think maybe was even in the running to play ashford at one point oh wow that Mm. would
2: make sense yeah Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: and yeah he was great in his you know relatively small brief you know appearance on the show but yeah
0: actors some of the actors in this episode do some amazing eye acting uh because when he goes the way his eyes roll up Mm. i think that's been that's going to be burned into my brain forever uh yeah it was awful um uh, i also
3: want on that point phil and i know we're going to get to we're going to get to this later on in the episode but i really want to shout out because i don't think we have shouted them out thus far I want to give massive props to the background actors on this show. (laughs) Yes, yeah. yeah. These people are knocking it out of the fucking heart. Mm
0: -hmm. Every
3: episode, they're absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I specifically am thinking of the, um, and again, we'll get to the meat of of this part of the show in a minute, but the part where Marco's walking through the ship and kind of pumping everyone up, And like Mm -hmm. coming to like specific people on the ship and touching them and talking to them, these people have no lines. There's no, you know, they might be listed in the in the credits, but these are background actors, and their performances were insane. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the background. Yeah, that's uh, y'all are amazing.
0: That's uh, excellent. Yeah, no, they and that means they have a great casting director, background casting director, Mm -hmm. and a great first AD too, because usually. If I remember correctly, it's the first ADs that handle all the, the
1: mm-hmm.
0: background. So, yeah. And it, it just sort
1: of speaks to, you know, to, to marry to what you said earlier, Philip, about the actors in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And how, like, this whole production is just a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. that works together and they trust each other. And, like, these characters that we've come to really love and appreciate, they are the sum of parts of, you know, Daniel Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank creating them in the first place. Yeah. And then the writer's room giving them this incredible material and then clearly working closely with the actors and the directors to make it all seem seamless. You know, like this, thats a lot of people going into making each of these people feel real to us. And I think, and the fact that they don't, they almost never cheapen out and tell us something i you know they don't have to say i feel this you know you can actually see it in the performance and you know this is not a this show doesn't hold your hand this show trusts its audience you know and it's one of the wonderful things about it and why it's so rewarding to watch and rewatch right because it's so nuanced and you're not gonna get everything the first time.
0: I think, uh, I think on that, we're gonna to go to a little break here and come back and uh, continue speaking. So enjoy these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to continue our little talk here about the final episode of the Expanse. Not like you wouldn't remember what we're talking about. This isn't radio where we have to like say what we're doing if, if you stumble upon the uh, conversation randomly. But um, welcome back, regardless. Uh, so we've got uh, <laughs> we're going to my, my my own little team here. They're kind of giving me looks. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to move on, and I'm going to ignore them. Uh, Rossi. We've got the Rossi. We're back to the Rossi um, because they have this railgun. Uh, the attack on the railgun sequence, um, which you know, we want to talk about the VFX team kind of fucking going balls to the wall. Uh, Amos, oh my god, Amos's drop to the to the railgun. Oh, it was whoa, I, I, I've whoa. seen that sequence whoa, twice, whoa. and both times it leaves me out of breath. I I, I swear Incredible. to God.
4: Like, incredible work
2: one of the wow. coolest
0: things i've seen in a long time um yeah yeah but well, uh, and then
2: <laughs> and yeah. just i have you have to give props to bobby the way they had bobby bobby land oh yeah just like that
0: was
3: amazing <laughs> oh did yes. you guys have a hard ride down <laughs> we train in zero g
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh <laughs> But uh, I mean, yeah, let's just talk, let's unpack this sequence because I mean, we want to talk about, I mean, this is acts of heroism in the face of death, you know, uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, You know, we've got Bobby, we've got uh, uh, Bobby and uh, Amos are kind of the two uh, front runners here, a little bit on the Rossi, but these, these two are the ones kind of uh, leading the charge. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Claire, you start us off this time go for it it
2: was it was some like saving private ryan DA, yes yes like, level i had shit, the same thought you know?
3: in my mind
0: watching yeah, this yes
2: yeah. and f- from the start right like just sending all of these container ships through and then being sitting and flying dead right like they, they don't have bobby and 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 amos don't have the luxury of like knowing like what's coming when right like they're not and they have no control, absolutely no control over where they're going or what's going to happen to them, they're and they're not just okay. And they can't see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and for Amos, there's nothing that's gonna he's gonna be able to get up and go fix if something goes wrong, right? Like it's just the and again, I, so much in this episode, this final episode of the series took you back to moments where you could kind of like, oh God, this feel, you know, it's it's kind of like the assault on the science, the, the science station, um, Mm -hmm. which I can't remember one name right now in this episode that we're doing anyway. Yeah. The cheese Dick science station, let's just put it that way. Um, where they had what two container ships or three, two, and they were doing the same thing basically like, Mm -hmm. like doing this, like we're going to give ourselves cover by putting something innocuous out there sort of, um, Mm -hmm. It, it, and for it to be heightened to this point in this episode is stunning, number one. And just, yeah, just being okay with like, okay, I'm just going to put myself in a box and there's a 20% chance or maybe more that I'm going to just die. It says so much, of course. And we didn't need it said again, right? About Amos and Bobby, but it says so much about Amos and Bobby. And I love the fact that she gets the drop on him in terms of you know being the one who get is sacrificing herself at the end of that sequence right it's mm. it's it just plays again into my the headcanon i have of amos and bobby just spend the rest of their lives putting themselves in a situation where they can one up each other oh my god <laughs> you know they just they arm wrestle and they 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 wrestle they wrestle oh huh? now i'm going to a place where yeah. That's my other headcanon. They, they wrestle. So
3: they wrestle,
0: they wrestle. wrestle <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yes, they, they, very may, they very yeah. well may have. I
3: mm-hmm. love that Claire. When Bobby's all like, I'm going to take it out. Rah! <laughs> and then Amos is like, well, I'm going to take you out and cover you. <laughs> so <laughs> I saved you. Yeah. Totally. So awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah that entire sequence
4: was just like so fucking badass like i know front to back like all the shipping containers going through the ring gate i was like that was insane and like just it just kept on escalating in all of its awesomeness Mm because it was just so fucking cool and yeah to To talk about like that kind of like Saving Private Ryan correlation, it was like when they got, once they got down there and it was just like this mess and it's like, you don't know where these bullets are. I had no idea where the bullets were coming from. And it's like, I, it made (laughs) Mm -hmm. me feel like this must be very similar to what combat is like, where it's just confusion and you're just Mm -hmm. making like these decisions that are just like, well, I guess we'll try this now
3: (laughs) (laughs) because there's
4: no actual, like you can strategize as much as you want, but there's no actually predicting anything that's going Mm -hmm. to happen here. And um, yeah, the way that they, when about just solving it, being like, like you said, Kelly Sue, so just being like, I'm just going to go in there.
3: <laughs> and that's like in the end, the best you can do. Yeah, exactly. See, uh, yeah. I love
2: yeah.
3: it. Well, and you are probably, you, you're like at the, you're at the, uh, the whim, I guess, of your adrenaline and wherever mm-hmm. the adrenaline is taking you. So it's right. like yeah. these trained combat fighters whether on mars or earth or whatever you're just like okay well i just have to go in and just solve this fucking problem <laughs> yeah
1: and, and hope i don't die yeah and hope yeah. i don't, yeah. yeah
3: yeah and being okay yeah. if i do die and in the
2: beauty of the fact that that is peak bobby that is bobby at her yeah. best her most yeah. natural her purest is that Rah! kill everything yeah. you know <laughs> Just moment. That's Uh it's so great and heightened by, and I don't know about everybody else, but at least for me, I was, especially for Bobby and Clarissa, I was Uh super anxious because I was I am was completely up in the air about okay, if we have a significant, you know, core cast death in this episode. Uh I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I, the, the episode completely telegraphed oh, to yeah. me that these two were like in, in the crosshairs of
0: <laughs> um, same, I felt the yeah. same way. Claire.
2: Yeah. I was like, like, I was really convinced one or the other or both or yeah, something was going to happen. Yeah.
3: They were I thought for sure after there. Clarissa goes to get her vitals, I was like, Oh man, she's going to mm-hmm. sacrifice herself. Yeah. and She's going to be the one to go. Um, but the mm-hmm. show was like <laughs> <laughs> i tell,
1: tell you what what really struck me was because um you know they were trying to take the guns mm-hmm. not destroy yeah. them yes right. right and bobby is forced to make the decision to take the guns out mm-hmm. you know because they can't take them they just don't have enough left people left to take them yeah and What really struck me about that was how in her conversation with Amos on series, Mm. she was like, at the end of the day, you know, you do what the best you can for the person next to you. And that was the decision that she made because she took those guns out because you know what, I'm just going to save the people here with me now. That's what I can do. Mm -hmm. And it was such a, you know, again, it's something so rooted in her character, and in what the show had already set up, and I was like, "God damn, that's some good stuff right there." Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and it makes you happy that she's with a group of people who will appreciate that for what it what it is. She's not a, a just another cog in the MCRN. Yeah, that would have that would have belittled her, or well, not that they were that that evil. You know what I mean? Like, it just it feels like she is in the right place, I guess, is what I'm saying where that her, she's given that autonomy to like, okay, well, we, they trust Bobby and they know that even though the outcome wasn't what they were looking for, that it was, it was what needed to happen. And she feels that freedom, right? Like she's not conflicted anymore about what she's being asked to do and.
1: Well, she's not fighting for something corrupt, you know? I mean, Mars was, as any government is, corrupt, you know? And the, the honor that they hammered into her, that sense of honor, and that you're doing something mm-hmm. for a purpose, that was just a tool they used to get something out of her. It wasn't something that they actually believed. And again, right. I mean, I think that's true for almost every government, you know what I mean? And yeah. she woke up to that. And now she's fighting for a cause and for people who literally and actually have her values and value her sacrifice mm-hmm. and that makes all the difference in the world
2: wow you know? now apply all of that and apply it to philip oh boy and oh. philip's uh, little journey okay philip. yeah yeah let's oh. move
0: on to the final question here because that actually is my mm-hmm. nice segue not not me philip but the philip in the show
2: yeah no one thought
0: we were talking about you philip <laughs> No one, no one cares about my journey. I, I know, I know. It's okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> Philip's sacrifice. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, let's move on to the final kind of segment of this, uh, of this episode. I mean, the face-off against Marco. Uh, you know, you got Philip and his sort of uh, wrap-up, and just the wrap-up in general of everything. Because honestly, mm. you know, I, 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 you get early on that they're going to use the entity in some way. In this final episode you know they they talk about yeah. it so much and they keep bringing it back up or you know this is going to be a part of the final episode somehow but within right. that I was like I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't know if Philip was going to do something I didn't know you know what was going to happen in this whole sort of Greek family you know tragedy kind of thing that might occur and um right you know Marco's speech in this, which you uh, uh, you talked about a little bit ago, Kelly Sue. Hmm. um, When I was listening to it, it was the most empty speech. Like it felt empty. Like every Mm -hmm. speech that he gave up until this point was, you felt, it felt very rousing. You know, you you could see how it could pump people up. But in this, you really felt it from Philip's new perspective and point of view. Like he's giving the speech, but it just feels dead inside, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I thought was a He's not doing anything different with this performance. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays Marco? Key Key on
1: Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He doesn't really do anything different with his performance in that. He's still giving the same Marco performance, but it's the way it's shot, it's the way it's edited. It just it's lacking uh, so much in that moment that that it's had before, and uh, like for a show to be able to pull that off. Um, that, that sort of nuance off is really really amazing, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's talk about Philip. Let's talk about Marco uh, and kind of their final moments on 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 screen here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Justin, let's let's go ahead and jump to you. We haven't started with you yet. Um, I I think context really
1: matters, you know, and it's it, like not to. Uh, as an add-on to what you were just saying yeah. about marco's final speech um i we had just you know that speech is delivered in the wake of philip you know basically saying wait are we dying for the cause or are we dying for you are they dying for the cause mm-hmm. are we sacrificing mm-hmm. for what what are we doing this for yeah. and you know Everything is laid bare in that moment because Marco doesn't really respond to that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he sort of ignores it. Um, and you know, we know in that moment that Philip is free, you know, right. of his father at least. Right. Um, yeah. if not of what he's done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I was, Keon Alexander, you're right, his performance didn't change, but I think the context changed. Yeah. And the really big thing that we hadn't seen before was they made him seem larger and Keon Alexander is a small prince-like dude. He's a mm-hmm. brightly little man, you know, but they <laughs> always- very appreciate that.
3: They
1: yeah. They put him up on pedestals.
0: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what
1: I mean? And they isolated him and they made the shots about him. And here they had that whole, he walks up to everyone, you know, tapping them on the shoulder. And all of us, for the first time, you see that he's smaller than all of these people. <laughs> right. He mm-hmm. is diminished, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. let's be real, we, we do, we will always, as you know, the creatures that we are, attribute something to size, you yeah. know?
3: Yeah.
1: And so the filmmakers use that to great effect. Yes. you know completely um
3: i was noticing too to that point justin that yeah the he has his the he has the big speech on series yep to this huge group of people and then his next big speech is just like the command room maybe like 20 or so people and then this last one is like six people <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah. the people he's talking to and the people aligned with him are like smaller and smaller, and smaller. <laughs> yeah so I love that you make that observation
1: and also this time he has to be the one to get them saying belt uh, loud uh, belt like they're not just they're not driven to cheer and to chant on their own by his words alone he has to yeah. prod them there you know mm-hmm. and that's Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they did a lot of with context and storytelling, and I just want to yeah. say, what a great moment—the death of Number Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh man, yeah, that was so well yeah. done because yeah, they still they paid service to the character they had created with mm-hmm.
0: her mm-hmm.
1: while still making the moment about Philip.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it was just. Yeah. They do that so many times in this show and especially oh, this episode God, yeah. where, where one thing is like juggling four different story elements and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, go away. Yeah. The Expanse, I love you too much. Go away.
3: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, your wish is go! granted.
0: Yeah, I finally got my wish. Uh,
3: Are you Did trying you- to white fang the Expanse? <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: I I just love that, you know, in the final conversation between Marco and Philip, you've got this other theme that's been happening on the Rosinante about why, you know, they're also grappling with why do we fight? And like Lisa was saying before, Bobby answers that and says, it's because we can just be here with the people who are next to us and do what we can for them. And so for Philip, And Marco's resolution to be against that backdrop, it is even more poignant because you understand that Philip is weighing, okay, if if it's just to be here for the people that I'm with, are they worth my being here to just do that basic thing? And no, they're not. And And
1: would they do the same for me? You know, for, yeah. for the person next yeah.
2: to them would they do the same for me and yeah he's he's seeing clearly now and it's delightful um i don't know i mean this is a spoiler in the not really spoiler in the books as well but it in the books the outcome with philip of him leaving and not being there when they go through the ring is the same um mm. but i honestly didn't know which way they were taking it and it left philip's the end of his story, the resolution in the books for me was something that was an open question because I thought, I kept thinking as we went from book to book to book after, you know, this point in the story, are they going to bring him back in at some point? Will Mm. Naomi know that her son was not killed in Mm. that moment? And I think it's an interesting question of like, what do we think about if Philip had died or Philip had not, you know, or, you know, we stick with this ending, what, what feels like the better ending? I don't, not even better ending, but just like, how that did, they does they handle
4: to- They handled this so perfectly. So well. Yeah. Um, because I mean, they get the you get the kind of satisfaction in the end of seeing him enter his name as Philip Nagata and mm-hmm. not Philip Inaros. And it's all happening while Naomi is having this exact like monologue of exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. where she doesn't get to know what Philip's fate is, but she has to go forward in her life knowing. That what she tried to do for him was enough, whether or not Mm -hmm. she knows what his ultimate fate was. And she was talking about that exact thing as he's having his final moment here. And that to me was perfection. That to me was everything exactly as it needed to be, Mm -hmm. because that point of like, I mean, that's life. That's all it is. And I love that. It's like, you don't get to know the difference that you made you don't get to know, you just don't, but you mm-hmm. still have to, you know, you have to get satisfaction in your own life from doing your best, you yeah. know, and you have to just be satisfied with that. And you have to be satisfied with not knowing mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to find like actual peace in your life, you know, yeah. cause You're never gonna, you can't know, you just can't, that's just not the way it is. And so the fact that like this very deep and emotional thought line is happening with Naomi as she's explaining this over his escape and his freedom is it's, there was nothing lacking in that. It was everything I needed it to be.
1: Mm and
4: well and
3: her oh sorry justin go ahead
1: all i was gonna say is for me and i have not read book seven eight nine but for me bringing philip back would be melodrama it yeah it would be it would be you know it, it wouldn't be serving the characters or the story it would you know philip's story is done you know because so much of this is about is you know can you look at the men in, can you look at the guy in the mirror and the guy in the mirror will always be the sum total of his parents? You know, can -hmm. you look at that person and be happy with that person? And I don't know that Philip can be, you know, so Mm -hmm. how can Philip even face his mom? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't imagine he'd even want to. Well, and and I think it's,
2: I think it's says something more important about, you know, the question of We've talked about before about what is appropriate justice for something you've done. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, Philip is still a guy who had a a significant, you know, primary, primary role in killing billions of people. Yeah. And I I think it says something about what Philip understands about that, that he doesn't go, that he does just go off into the sunset in effect, Mm -hmm. because it says that he understands that he doesn't get to have the comfort of going back to his mother and letting and, and being passive about yeah. taking responsibility and ownership for it. That's what yeah. I choose to read into that in any
3: way. <laughs> Yeah, I think that works. I um, The entire thing, the story threads for all of it, for me were sealed, signed sealed and delivered um, mm-hmm. the moment after the Pell is destroyed. And they Mm. do the extreme close up on Naomi and she just lets out this scream that happens right after they show a memory of her with Philip as a baby. They could have called back to any moment she shared with Philip. But I think as a mother, you're always right there with your baby. That's it
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, and some again amazing what naomi does with her eyes what what dominic tipper does with her eyes in those moments where she trains them to the camera or not camera and she does it twice she does it in that moment when she's having the breakdown in in uh uh, uh steven Strait's arms and her eyes just sort of find a certain point uh, like just to the side of camera and it's stellar like she didn't have to do that as an actor most actors wouldn't Mm -hmm. know to do that and there's a moment too where she after this you know the kind of conversation and she kind of leans into him into holden's arms and her eyes find the rossinante uh we don't know what she's looking at at first but her eyes just sort of like wander off camera and she's you see that she's looking at something and she's processing Mm -hmm. something but you don't know what she's looking at really doesn't matter but like her skills as an actor because it's one thing to act it's another thing to know how the camera is going to pick up your performance and she's got both of those elements now in spades and and i i think Mm -hmm. this this is her first time acting if i remember correctly this is her first role yeah that she's ever played and and seeing how far she's come is amazing because that sort of stuff is yeah you don't get it with every actor um totally uh but speaking to uh I guess the uh Claire you were you were talking about the you know the Rossi we've all been kind of talking about it here but just like um the Rossinante you know and and what you were talking about a little bit there Lisa you've got somebody from every faction on this ship
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And, and this is like this is i mean this is like the per this is what you want the rest of society to be <laughs> you want society to work together like a family like this and you want them to leave their mark as they go through it in 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 good ways and in positive ways um and, and the Rocinante does that it like it, like little ripples here and there we've talked about this like in you know some of the cameos we've seen from people uh from past seasons pop up and be like hey we're still here and we're going to help uh, in you know, with the um, uh, the scientist character and Anna the priest, um, Prax, mm-hmm. Prax, Prax, Antium, Prax yes.
4: Oh, and Elvie ah. showed up last episode too, yeah. yeah lv, yeah. Yeah. LV. LV, LV <laughs> yeah.
0: still no word of Aaron, right? <laughs> fucker. Um,
3: I was really hoping, <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping yeah. for just one, just a tiny one, like Prax or like. <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's running. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah,
3: he's running. He's, he's the president of Baltimore now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> appropriate. Appropriate.
0: <laughs> um, you know, with the, the wrap up stuff, especially with like with Holden and drummer and, uh, we haven't yet talked about, uh, Avasarala. So I think now is a good time to maybe touch on Avasarala, uh, as well. Ooh, by um, the way
4: that that last outfit she was wearing oh, Damn. At the press conference. yeah, yeah. At the press
0: conference. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's the this archangel look yeah, yeah. yeah. there's steven Strait. this is one i because i watched the episode twice and there's an amazing moment where steven Strait is like hey look guys maybe we all need to like work together and listen to drummer and he's got that kind of voice and then show Ray is like uh yeah, if only we had somebody we could rely on. And they all turn and look (laughs) at him. He gives the most amazing Harrison Ford, like, whoa, wait a second. Are we (laughs) really talking about me right now? Uh, uh, Like it's the most Harrison Ford look he's ever given where he's like, whoa, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, Kind of thing, like a Han Solo, a great Han Solo moment. Um, I love it. But uh, like that sort of optimism that Avasarala is always on, Uh, holding about I feel like that's uh, that's the Rossi right Um, to kind of tie together what I was talking about Uh, and I don't you know I was hoping you know I went into this episode expecting something tragic and awful to happen and I'm so glad it didn't because that wouldn't have felt authentic to what the Rossi is Uh, that Mm -hmm. it's the symbol of hope and it's the symbol of people coming together and 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 Avasarala can't fight against that. <laughs> like she wants to, she wants to be like, no, I want to do things my way. And, and, you know, the way we've always like, there's still that part of her that's pulling, but she can't help but give in to Holden's optimism. And mm-hmm. at, in the end, and this idea of what hope is. And I, I want to talk about a and I want to talk about all the different things we wrap up in this episode, you know, you know, after the fighting's done, uh, because there's, we want to talk about acts of heroism, Stephen Strait, you know, the, the character of Holden doing something like that, stepping down from a position, that's heroic. Like not making it about himself, but putting himself again on the chopping block to give power to someone else well
3: he
4: never wanted the job oh, anyway. yeah. I, don't know that, I don't i don't yeah. know that really I give that, that it wasn't heroism. that great a sacrifice for him to step down because <laughs> he never yeah. wanted the job sure. like he wanted well, like and that that's made clear in the books too it's like yeah. he's like no 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 and, and but that, he went along with it for the express purpose of doing exactly what he did yeah, uh,
3: yeah. he's yes. like yeah um, totally i'm gonna be the president right <laughs> yeah as long
4: as we can make all these agreements (laughs) about like who's gonna be my vice
3: president (laughs) i promise yeah i I would
1: say that this like this whole thing really shows why they gave us those bonus episodes yes little bonus moments Mm -hmm. yes because like the Thing about Holden is Holden does not want responsibility of that sort at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And they made that very clear. He was not giving up something that meant something to him. Right. You know, he just outplayed Avasarala.
3: She got Avasarala guys. Yeah. yeah, she did. And, <laughs> oh man.
1: And the thing is, she did. Like, you know, Avasarala has said multiple times in this season to Holden, you're naive or you're optimistic, you're so, you know. You're tilting at windmills. And yet they also have done multiple times in this season and saying about Avasarala, I'm not the person I was Mm -hmm. because she has come to tilt at windmills. That is her arc. You know, she has become, Mm -hmm. you know, not a politician, but a hero, you know, a hero of a different stripe because Avasarala is no dummy. She knew that she was giving up something when she put her trust in holding. Do you know what I'm saying? She was giving it to Holden, and that, in and of itself, that's the true act of heroism because she was relinquishing power, which is what she's all in control, which is what she's always felt the need to have.
3: Yeah, well, I'm not, it was I'm, such I'm, a I'm, beautiful moment when she's like, "Don't you fucking do it, <laughs> no <little> fucking shit, <laughs> God damn it, you." Fucker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I don't
2: I I agree with Justin. I want to say I agree, Justin. But I also think that there's still a bit of ambiguity about about Avasarala because as far as she's come and as much as she is a different person, I also kind of read into her her glee, her satisfaction over Holden basically, you know offering himself up that way or putting you know having that suggestion because i think she immediately as the politician in her you know would immediately recognize is that oh yeah this is the perfect thing and holden's the perfect person to have there because i will have the most influence Oh, i can have influence over him you know i I
1: think she but for sure I, i agree because i don't think I don't think she's a different person at her core. She was always a good right. person, you know. Her, uh, but I, I still think I agree with you. I'm not yeah. gonna, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I don't not, think what we're saying is necessarily incompatible. We're saying no, it's not. And, the same
4: and, thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: my yeah. My point is that it's not incompatible. It's just my point yet again is the show gives us both things because
4: mm-hmm.
2: that's the complexity of humans. It's that yeah. She's come a long way, but she is still a Vassarala. She is still always playing the chess game. And it's so delicious to watch that chess game be played at her so effectively. And that, and drummers, drummer is drummers like in the, the wings on it. Like, but you, she's involved there, you know, she's there. And I love I mean, I, we've all loved Drummer from the minute Kara G like walks into an, op- you know, space and opens her mouth as a char- you know, a character in this, but for her to come and end up being the, the mirror of Avasarala and the, like she stands up and fills a space the same way Avasarala does. It, she is that formidable and I love that there's just these these two women are these uh, they're just amazing just in, freaking amazing in,
1: in a very real sense she's the heir to a Vassarala like I haven't read book 789 I don't know what happens with Drummer or with a Vassarala going forward mm-hmm. um but this felt like the end of a Vassarala story too to me mm-hmm. um and you know, she she won't be the most powerful person in the solar system anymore. Now it'll be drummer. And she's, you know, it's not her hand-picked choice, you know, but that's the way it is. You, you have to learn to accept that you can't control everything. And that's what she does at the end. And I love that you were talking about the chess moves because it's kind of fitting that Avasarala was all dressed in white since... She Mm didn't make the first moves, you know, in in a very real sense (laughs) in the beginning of the show. And now, you know, she's done, you know, Mm -hmm. and like the last shot of her, all I could think was, I am not certain I've ever seen a more beautiful woman than this woman, you know, and Mm -hmm. that just really, like, she was just, just absolutely stunning woman. Yeah. Um, God, what a satisfying way to go out.
0: Well, let's, OK, let's talk about satisfying ways to go out here um, because we're going to mm. uh, there was a little segment added here. Justin wants to talk about. Uh, was this you, Justin, that put this question? It, in? I added that, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's great, because um, a lot of people online have been saying this is the best seat like series finale they've ever seen. Um, and uh, we'll go around and, and uh, uh, see what the rest of you all think. Or if you maybe you have one that's a, a favorite on top of this, because, I mean, as far as a series finale goes, for me, this was pretty great (laughs) like I don't know like it didn't really miss any beats for me there was nothing lacking it was it furthered everybody's stories it wasn't just like a one big final action scene and they're done it took Mm -hmm. it took its time while also getting to it you know it was amazing um Mm -hmm. so uh, uh, I mean Justin you wrote the question do you have a a thought on what your favorite series finale might be I do yeah
1: um (laughs) and if this is up there among my top for sure. Oh, um, excited. I can't wait is, to
3: see what it is. <laughs> if this is the end
1: uh, of, of the, the expanse, truly, you know, I, I think I will have to knock it a little bit because they set up so much and there's mm-hmm. still stuff left, you know, the threads yeah. for the future are there and I would hate to see them cut off. Yeah. Um, but My favorite series finale ever, the best that I can think of, has to be the series finale for The Good Place. I don't think any. I was like ugly crying (laughs) during the finale for The Good Place. Like my mom called, was like, Is my son okay? Like I was like (laughs) sobbing and red faced and. and it wow. was this glorious ending to a funny show that was always heartfelt and was always about something more than just comedy it was mm-hmm. like it was very much a statement on what it means to be a good person you know mm-hmm. and the it just re- <sighs> that show really answered those questions and they had all these, they had these six different characters all striving to be better people in different ways. And all of them got an incredibly satisfying ending that was true to who they were. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a little choked up just remembering it was so yeah. good. <laughs> like, and, and, and like my reaction to it is not just that it was like, you know, this well-executed story, but it's that stories can be that well-executed, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. It gave me something to aspire to in two ways, you know, Mm -hmm. to aspire to be Uh able to tell a story that effectively, and then to aspire to be a good person who, you know, at the end of Uh my story, I'm a better person than I started, you know,
0: absolute, the good place is still my number one. Number one. (laughs) Well, mm-hmm. Kelly, you were, Kelly, so you were exci- so excited to hear about Justin's. Uh, what's yours? I was. I wanted to
3: see, like, oh, man, are we going to have the same one? Mm-hmm. I actually have two, and I won't dive into them too deeply. But um, my favorite series finale of all time, it's tied between The West Wing mm-hmm. and Six Feet Under. Um, both of those endings, two incredible shows, by the mm-hmm. way. Um the West Wing was incredible because they were having to handle the death of an actor in real time. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, which just made it all the more powerful and the way that that was handled was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and was really it again, like you were saying, Justin, it um, created a monument out of what the show was about, which is that democracy is not, It's not the job of one person or one administration, right? It goes on and it lives in all of us and the people. Beautiful series finale. And then Six Feet Under, I mean, what can you say about it? Yeah. When Lauren Ambrose is driving and leaving, you know, the family home, and then they're doing all of these, you know, um, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen the show, but listen, (laughs) it's an old show, so forget it. You haven't seen it.
0: No, yeah. but neither have I. Okay,
3: ahead. well, I won't. I won't get into it too much because this, the way that they end this show is so fucking gorgeous, and again, it is a monument to what the show was about.
0: Yeah, which is like,
3: death is oh coming course. for us all, right.
0: <laughs> and like
3: the weird details of your life that you get so fucking obsessed about, they often don't really matter, and they. Are getting in the way of you relating with what does matter mm-hmm. it was just stunning so both of those for me are a top but this expands this is up there
0: this is up there yeah, top sure. five
3: for this sure This was definitely a solid
4: solid mm-hmm. finale yeah
0: lisa do you have a it looks like you're ready
4: um yeah i i um i mean i my favorite season or series finale is mad men um and mm-hmm. i think it's that because it's so complicated, um, the way life is where, you know, you go in search of answers, right? And it's like the reality of existence just gets so cumbersome and like confusing. And so you try and clear it out. And I don't know how many people have seen all of Mad Men or seen the Mm -hmm. series finale of it, but, um, so I'll talk in generalities of like what the yep. finale did for me. Um, but it's that, that kind of journey of like, okay, it's all gotten to be too much and I'm going to clear it all out. And I'm going to like fucking find myself in this place. I'm going to find myself fucking like big Sur, California, because <laughs> where else <laughs> are you going to find yourself? Right. Totally. Um, there you go. And, but what I love how kind of come like the final like scenes are just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> They're just so incredible. And then it's like <laughs> to come onto this final moment where it's like, but in the end I still need to go back to my life. So I need to take everything I've learned in this paring down of everything and like see and truth seeking. I'm going to take this truth and I'm gonna share it with the people through advertising cause it's all about fucking money in the end, isn't it? You know? And it's like, I loved that it was like, I loved that it wasn't just a totally beautiful feeling. It was beautiful, but it was also marred by the reality of what we as humans have done to ourselves with society. And I, so yeah, that's that's my top. I I love the series finale of Mad Men. Best of all,
3: awesome, oh, awesome. Yeah. Claire,
2: um, well, probably to no one's surprise, especially Justin. I think I know. Um, I think I well. think it, it yeah, <laughs> absolute I think I know. hands down favorite series ending is The Leftovers because thank you for mouthing <laughs> yep, that with me as, as we went, Justin. <laughs> um, there are arguably four primary central characters in the leftovers and at the end of its third season which is it's just you know three seasons and it is perfectly mapped out it is the exact length that was intended for the series um from day one and they they knew where the story was you know thankfully Damon Lindelof did not pull a lost on this one they knew exactly where the story was (laughs) going to go and they spend three episodes, arguably, um, wrapping up the story for each of those characters. And two of those characters are a couple. So they get their own episode for resolution. And the other two characters get their own episodes for resolution. I, in one particular episode, which is not the last episode, but for one of those characters, I, you can ask my husband, I cried so hard at the trying to explain to him why that episode was meaningful to me that I I like physically had to stop talking and recover for like an hour and then come back and try to try it again (laughs) and it the resolutions are huge things they're like how what is my response going to be to infinite grief what is my response going to be to having a life altering change in my belief system and what is my what are our responses going to be to either having or not having a life together because we either could or could not come to each other emotionally when we wanted to you know at a particular point in time etc 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 and they are done it's just flawless it's it's and 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 brave because they don't the final episode is nothing like the other like it's they take the final episode and they do one of those like one-off episodes where it's no longer like even part of the tone of the show anymore and it it it's the only way they could have done it like i've it it's just freaking brilliant um yeah, it's, it's so much my favorite that I'm not even sure we could ever discuss it as a group. I mean, you would be the only people I could watch it with and discuss it as a group, arguably. But mm-hmm. even that feels really scary to me because it's so meaningful to me. It sure. it, mm-hmm. it, sure. it, it hit me so personally. Um, just beautiful.
0: Awesome. Uh, I would have to say for myself, I think the most like the series finale that has affected me the most while watching it, whether it's my favorite or not, my like favorite's a weird word for me. Um, I would say the, the series finale that's affected me the most was the series finale of Evangelion, the anime. Um, like it, it like hit me really hard. I, I think because at the time I really connected with uh, as a young man in my late teens, early twenties, I connected a lot with the, the main character of that and kind of what he was going mm. through Shinji. Um, and I have seen the series finale of M.A.S.H., and I don't think they're lying when they're saying that's one of the best series finales ever. It's haunting, it's yeah. devastating, it's hard for a comedy. It's like one of the hardest things to watch, at least when I when I did see it, um, pretty amazing. And so like, look, look, the expanse, the fact that you live in our hearts and our minds with these other things we're saying, that you're right up there, right alongside with these, or even just below these, that's saying, mm-hmm. Uh, a freaking, a freaking lot. A freaking yeah, lot. lot. It's saying mm-hmm. a freaking lot uh, about the work time everybody has done on this uh, show.
1: It, it's the true. Yeah. It, it is the cherry on one hell of a big Sunday.
0: You yeah, know? yeah. Oh man. Um, um, and I, I have. I mean. Was did we just do our recommendations, guys?
4: We <laughs> did. I don't think yeah. we're yeah. do mean, recommendations. Yeah. We um, just did
0: them. Let's do our. Let's, if let's...
3: you haven't watched any of the shows that we just mentioned, yeah. you really need to <laughs> go and do that. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah great stuff. <laughs> do.
1: I, I want to say this, and I I would never usually say this. I think we can skip in memoriam. <laughs> A. We've mm. talked about everybody who died already. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've mentioned them all. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're ending on a really good note here.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, like it. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I do want to. Okay, then I'll make this a quick hot take about Marco, because I mentioned this to Justin and yeah. last night. Um, when he's going, when he's being torn apart by the entities, which is still one of the most terrifying things to watch <laughs> the entities oh taking apart Incredible. existence and reality.
4: Try reading about it. It's uh, wild. I, will, I can't, I can't God, yeah. wait to
0: get to it. Um, there is a moment where, you know, he he's looking down in his monitor and he shouts beer off. And then yeah. he kind of looks up and he looks over to the right, exactly where Philip would be seated. And he's looking at that spot where Philip would be seated, but Philip's not there. And he dies yeah. seeing that his son, he's getting pulled apart, seeing that his son is no longer there at his side. And I was yeah. like, yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like, fuck, that is exactly what you deserve to die with Absolutely. nothing. Appropriate. Yeah.
3: It's mm-hmm. very appropriate, mm-hmm. um, and just like yeah.
0: the, again, just the level of storytelling and direction that they create. That spate, anyway, it's a beautiful yeah. show. Thank you, everybody. Really so that episode Thank was. You, Expanse. That episode was Kelly Sue. Tremendous. Justin, that episode was. Too much yet not enough. Claire, that episode was.
2: Not the end. Ah, uh, Claire,
4: you took exactly what I was going to say. Exa- those were the sure. three exact words I was going to say. So it was the so final clearing. Claire and I, Claire the and I say the same thing.
0: All right, not the final clearing. The I got
4: cleared. So say we all. So say yeah, we all. That episode yeah, was it. not it's the not end. not so.
0: everything. I'm going to say that episode oh was like everything. That episode was everything. Um, yeah, well, It just- was. <laughs> y'all Yo, thank you so much for listening um if you like this conversation be sure to like and subscribe to popsicle on spotify apple amazon or wherever you collect podcasts and while we are done talking about the expanse for now um we will be back with that episode Was so stay tuned as we'll be picking a new show to jump into real soon if you have any thoughts or ideas hit us up on the Twitter or wherever, you know, you're following us online. And so follow us online so you can actually do that. Uh, follow us at Popsicle Pod on all social medias and visit our website, popsiclepod.com, where there will be a newsletter in existence and get all the latest news and announcements from that. Um, that's Popsicle Pod, P O P S K L P O D. Uh, tune in Tuesdays as we re- release new Murder Husbands, epi- Murder Husbands episodes, our deep dive into the appreciation of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. Um, and until next time, and hopefully that time won't be too far into the future, boy, you dang. This has been a Popsicle Podcast production.